So I do want to talk about kind of like our our origin stories when it comes to being film lovers. Sure. Like any like early memories you have mm. or like when you, to, to use a, a bad phrase, when you fell in love mm. with the cinema. Do you have any? Uh... Uh, let's see. My earliest movie memory. There was a movie that my family and I was watching when I was maybe eight. And there was Deep a... Throat? <laughs> yeah, we would always watch the Deep Throat Chronicles on Christmas. It was like uh, some movie involving... I have no idea what it is, but some movie involving high schoolers. And there was a scene. There was like a makeout scene. that, w- And then I would... After we watched the movie, like I would regularly... I would take that movie and like put it on the TV and shamefully and guiltily just watch that scene on repeat on my own. So that's when I knew that film could could do something to me. And then... Let's see, Taken, I remember, I don't want to ruin my experience of this movie, but uh, but Taken, which I think is a, is pretty widely agreed to not be good, I watched it as a kid and it just fucking blew my mind. I was like, that is, that is amazing. Um, That's sick. <laughs> Wait, for the first one, <laughs> so not only was it your film awakening, it was also like your sexual <laughs> yeah, awakening. Yeah, 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 exactly. that's how important film is to me. It, Dude, you should have. You should find that movie though. Figure out what it is. Oh yeah, now. yeah. No, I, I, I honestly have no idea. But maybe I could ask my parents. Um, but yeah, and it might like bring back some crazy memories, like watching. Yeah, it. true, true. That would be weird. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think at some point in college, I was like, damn, like movies are actually pretty sick, and seemed like something, like like there was a a lot there, and there were certain movies, some of which we may get to, um, that. Uh, like really kind of hit me um, it, like, yeah, in a rather intense way. But then I don't, I don't really think it was until pretty recently that I was like, damn, like movies are actually like big. And in some sense, like a, a priority for me, appreciating them. Basically. I, I don't feel like that was until maybe like the last year or so, um, which I think feel like it's part of, part of more like broadly also being interested in just like art generally and like kind of engaging with the world and like learning and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, Anyways, that was probably too long-winded already. So, yeah, what's, what about you? No, I feel you. I feel like you've always been really interested in, like, art and definitely music and just learning mm. stuff. So, I feel like it's interesting that you kind of got to movies, like, only in college, you said. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think – I'm trying to think like, – like, if I just think what movies in high school, like, really had an impact on me. Like, I can't actually really think of any. So, um yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I definitely feel late to the game. I mean, I, I do feel like I sort of knew that there was something there, especially because, like, I knew that you were super into this shit. Um, and I feel like I, I have always sort of, like, trusted you as, like, a, an artistic voice or something. Or like a, no, artistic guide is maybe the better way of putting it. Like, Hell um, yeah. Yeah, so. All right, that was another reason why I'm stoked to be doing this with you in particular, because, uh, yeah, I just don't feel like there's many people in my life who I, like, trust to that level and uh this is something that i'm pretty excited about so i'm uh, yeah i'm i'm keen to get your insights into like ways to to watch movies and and like what to appreciate and all that stuff so. that's sick dude i love that that's literally gonna be my epitaph they're gonna put an artistic <laughs> guide on my tombstone yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah like what i mean you have you always been into movies was there like a particularly pivotal moment for you or what 
I don't know, always probably not. You know, obviously you're a kid, you like watch movies just because they're there. People have like all the Disney Pixar shit on DVD or whatever. And you watch the same movie a bunch of times. Like I remember watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like, you know, a dozen times or something like that and really loving it. Well, then how are you going to shit on me for watching uh, Jack and Jill nine times? (laughs) <laughs> Jack and Jill is way worse. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's Willy Wonka is actually like a good movie. That's true. Yeah, it's a classic at this point. Great songs too. But I'm digressing. When I really got into like like seeking out supposedly good movies and like trying to experience those and like see mm. what all the hype was about, I have a couple memories. The first one is. I was visiting Hearst Castle, right? Okay, yeah. They had a bunch of DVDs of Citizen Kane 70th Mm. Anniversary Edition. I believe that that was like the re-release. Because you know how it's like kind of based off William Randolph Hearst. And Mm. in his lifetime, he didn't like it. But, you know, since it's famous now, they're trying to capitalize on it now. So things like that. And so I was like, oh, like, you know, what's this movie? Like, is it good? And I remember my uncle who I was visiting it there with, he was like, yeah, I mean, it's like the greatest of all time. And mm. I was literally like, holy shit, <laughs> yeah. like what? Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> and so that definitely like piqued my interest. I was like, I got to see the fucking greatest yeah. movie. See, dude, that's the reaction that people should have. Like that's like a rational person reacting to that kind of information. Maybe, yeah, but it's definitely like a child because if you're like an adult, you're like, yeah, well, I doubt it. Or you have yeah, you know, yeah, true. all sorts of preconceptions or preconceived notions or whatnot but you just like accept it as face value when you're younger Uh, yeah it's like it's like elf seeing like the world's best coffee sign (laughs) you know know the movie elf right you just uh, yeah you just made an elf reference (laughs) before talking about citizen Kane. (laughs) that's literally a perfect fucking use of that elf reference do you know what i'm talking about I can't recall sees, all of the scenes he, in that movie. He right walks now. by. Okay, this is a pretty good fucking scene. So maybe you need to rewatch it. But he's he's like walking by a cafe, and they have a sign that says like "World's Best Coffee," and he starts like freaking out. And he's like, "They have the world's best coffee here!" And then they go in, and it's like oh, okay, gotcha. complete shit. It's funny because he's dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I guess that, that's what that I'm is... saying. You were as a child. No, I feel you, though. He, it's because he has a, a, the childlike innocence of belief. So it's a good, I feel you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and my, my other memory was there with this um, book of, like, great movies, right? And I, like, I was at a friend's house. And so I was, like, flipping through that. I remember seeing Fargo in there. Mm. That piqued my interest to see that movie. But I didn't see it for a long time. And then 2001 A Space mm. Odyssey was in there. And I was definitely interested in that movie. I like space stuff. I like yeah. Star Trek a lot. And I remember... What compounded that interest was I was seeing like a live concert uh, that they were playing Pixar music live, which is fucking awesome, actually. Mm. And then one of the later concert dates, they were doing 2001 A Space Odyssey music, you know, live during a, a screening, which would be also sick as yeah. hell. I, I wish I could have seen that. That would be sick um, as fuck. But I was like, okay, I got a fucking this 2001 A Space Odyssey movie is everywhere, right? I got to check it out. I got to see what's going on there. And when I finally saw it, I think I was like 12, and that made a huge impact on me. And I mm. really thought that movie was sick as fuck. That's sweet. Yeah, that I just finally watched uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey after like maybe nearly a decade of you hounding me to do it and me watching like a third of it at some point in high school. 
<laughs> you loved it. You loved every yeah. second of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's it was great. Wildest yeah. It, it was great. What what I was gonna say though is that like it. I feel like um, at least more so than any other, like uh, at least I noticed it more so than with any other movie is like just the importance and like profundity of the score and just the soundtrack in general like it just like does so much in that movie yeah i mean he really specifically wanted uh you know certain classical songs for that and this Mm. is we're going on a tangent here but i can't help myself we'll have to do a a 2001 a space odyssey episode but the studio basically mandated that like you know you're gonna commission an original score for this film like you do for every film Mm. and he you know, knew he wanted to use classical music, but he just didn't give enough of a fuck. So literally a very good composer, Alex North, composed a whole fucking soundtrack for it that he just didn't use and was <laughs> never going to use. Oh, that's brutal, man. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Wow. It's just one of the many Stanley Kubrick facts that are legend now. Mm. Pretty sad for that guy no he's a that guy's also did the scores for a ton of great movies so he's fun yeah we'll have to do a deep dive into 2001 because that might be my favorite movie of all time Damn. okay yeah i have a few others written down but i also want to ask you what uh your favorites of all time would be okay yeah do you want to do them like one at a time and talk about them sure yeah give me one of yours and then i'll go well Okay. okay well i'll just yeah mine is definitely you know my top might just be 2001 a space odyssey i don't think there's any better science fiction film at Mm. least that i've seen i've seen quite a few that might be my favorite kubrick movie as well who Mm. was my favorite director uh once upon a time he might still be he's definitely like in top five maybe even top three it's Mm. super hard to to top kubrick he's insane Mm -hmm. what are the other really big ones that he did he did a clockwork orange he did the shining which is super famous Mm. uh barry linden paths of glory uh eyes wide shut was his last film in 99 before he died so he did a ton of crazy shit one of my other favorites by him is dr strangelove oh yeah yeah i like that movie i like it a lot yeah that one's hilarious it is yeah so he's he's definitely like one of the all-time greats arguably the goat Mm. so what what in particular like stands out to you about 2001 i mean that is just like a religious experience watching 2001 Mm. it's like at the same time just really good science fiction it's also super at times like oblique Mm -hmm. filmmaking but amazing shots like you said amazing score great acting sets all around like it's pretty freaking perfect yeah um rewatches really like even deepen the experience and there's more there i read the book i read uh 2001 space odyssey and i read the sequel too and i also there's a sequel film that kubrick didn't make so i was all like i was just obsessed in that sphere Mm. at a certain point yeah that's cool i I, yeah i also love the uh like the opening scene or, or like few scenes with the the apes and like the yeah yeah that that it's just like a legendary scene, the one where, when he like discovers tools, um, basically, or like invents tools, and then, and then like they they use that to like chase off the other uh, tribe of apes, like that. That was like that was pretty amazing. I thought that that was a really good way of illustrating, uh, yeah, like evolution and like the the dawn of man. Yeah, I we can't go too into deep into two thousand and one right now, but that evolutionary sequence uh, is totally catalyzed by the monolith there so Mm. uh, in in the 
context of the film, man, you know, would not have discovered the the tools without the interference of this alien species, basically. Oh, interesting. I did not. Okay, I did not pick up on that. So yeah, well, if there's a there's now. a lot of really like subtle shit, and it, it's more obvious when you read the book. A lot is left up to interpretation in the film. Interesting. Um, cool. Well, yeah, on our coming 2001 episode, we can get into all that. Yeah. Okay. What's your What's your probably top all time? Okay. To- Ooh. Okay. So top top of all time, I think right now would have to be Mulholland Drive. Um, I, okay. I I do feel like I have. I have a, I feel like I have a lot of work left to do with that film and I've already seen it three times. Um, but like, yeah, to me, that is just, just like an absolutely stunning movie. Um, like that, the, the way that I've described it after, um, watching it the, the first time was like, you have a sense that you've just seen like a, like a masterpiece, like something that is like, like just incredibly vast, but that you can't like quite get your hands around. Um, and uh, yeah, that's honestly how I continue to feel about it in, in some ways, but like the, the way that like every scene just feels like super important. Like it, like it feels like every scene is just so imbued with like emotion and just significance. Um, even when you don't totally get how the scenes are fitting together. And which I think is just, I mean, I mean one that's just like a fascinating uh, experience just like aesthetically that, that that there's something something like in you is processing the connection between these things even if you can't uh like like verbally articulate exactly what's going on and that you just like feel the sort of you that, that you more like feel the connection between all of them and i think like the way that a lot of uh different things in the movie um uh like parallel each other like uh things that would like seem to otherwise be not connected actually are. And uh, in this kind of deeper and like kind of cynical way, I think is, is just amazing. It's also like visually stunning has that amazing, like Lynchian dreamlike feel to it that um, yeah, that I think is just for me like intoxicating and uh, yeah, I think is like at least currently basically my favorite style. So yeah, if I had to choose one right now, I think uh, yeah, it probably would be Mulholland Drive. Nice, that's definitely fair. It's definitely a classic uh, Lynch dreamscape for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think like a lot of people seem to prefer Blue Velvet because and I th- like because it's more tangible and um, yeah, there's there's more of a logical kind of plot to follow. Um, but that's actually, I think, why why I like Mulholland Drive so much is it is it's doing so much while like being pretty detached from like uh, this the sort of logical and like verbal mind. It's like it it feels like it's sort of like messing around in your subconscious, um, which yeah I think is just super super cool. And, and honestly, yeah, I feel like I haven't read a lot of Kafka, but I feel like it, it like I feel like there's a a lot of parallels between um between their work interesting yeah i haven't made that connection before i definitely would say maybe that i prefer blue velvet mm. but probably i need to give mulholland drive another go yeah because obviously it does you know warrant repeat viewings for sure yeah yeah and actually yeah i've been meaning to rewatch blue velvet too i've only seen that one once um great but, movie yeah. though am i right yeah yeah very good all right, dude, my second my second of all time, my list is pretty uh it's pretty cliche to be honest. Mm. It's definitely got to be Citizen Kane. Really? That, 
Dude, that movie does it for me like nothing else. To me, one of the most, the craziest things about it is obviously it has this intense stature. Yeah. And you'd think any movie that has been dubbed, you know, one of the greats of all time or, you know, sometimes the greatest American film or whatever would be super dense, super uh, obscure, oblique viewing. And like even a lot of 2001, you know, the average audience or moviegoer might not just enjoy that on a purely entertainment level right mm, yeah. but for me citizen kane totally works just as like entertainment and it's a it's just fun to watch even though there's all of this like complexity in it and artistry at the same time mm. and in addition to that obviously it's just a freaking great movie it didn't first time i watched it you know it didn't totally hit me but the Mm. more i've seen it probably like five or six times at this point the more i enjoy it i enjoy watching it every time and it definitely deepened when i watched it with the roger ebert commentary Mm. who he went through uh citizen kane and a bunch of other movies like one frame at a time or not a frame every like every shot one shot at a time at like film festivals and just Mm. analyzed it with a bunch of people and he also like knows all the history about it all like pauline kale's writings about it and shit so becoming more knowledgeable about it and like knowing all these things just makes it even more fun Mm. to watch Mm. so i i I just love that movie and so is there like a a video you can find of ebert uh yeah, like commentating, pausing and commentating the movie. Not pausing. There's just like a yeah, an audio commentary that you can like put on on YouTube while you watch the movie okay. or on basically nice. every DVD release. It's also on there. That sounds I found awesome. it on Spotify too. Sometimes I literally just listen to the commentary <laughs> on Spotify. Dude, that's sick. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that definitely shows how much you connected with it. Um that's cool. Yeah, maybe I'll watch cuz I actually haven't seen Citizen Kane or if I did, it was maybe as part of a film class in high school. I don't, I don't really remember it, but, um, but yeah, maybe I'll watch it and then watch it again with the Roger Ebert, um, commentary. I would definitely recommend that. I would definitely love to watch it with you too. Sweet. Yeah. I'm down anytime. I mean, love if, that movie. if it, it being like that high for you, I, we could totally, um, and just, you know, it's, it's place in, uh, film history i'm totally happy to do a full episode on it um, it seems good yeah i mean you you gotta see it that's a bucket yeah. list film for sure yeah okay sweet um th- i don't have like a strict ordering for mine although i do feel pretty good about mohandra being on top uh but because i mentioned it and it's like one of the films that has resonated with me more emotionally i'll say goodwill hunting for my next one um yeah i think uh Actually, notwithstanding, though, Louis C.K.'s kind of funny critique of, of the film, which I don't know if you've you've heard. But, I have uh, indeed seen that yeah. bit of his. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good, although yeah. it's it's not fully accurate. Yeah, good. yeah, I agree. It, it, it definitely I definitely did not notice that, like what he was what he was pointing to. But it was, it was pretty good. But yeah, I feel like uh, it's just a very like beautiful and like a, emotionally evocative film, I think. So um uh, in addition to, to just being like kind of cool and exciting, like I think it's a good mix of things. Like I love the the fight scene when the uh, Will and his friends um, like attack like his kindergarten bully. Like I think that like even though they're like whatever, like 20 years old at that point, I thought that was just yeah, it's just like a cool scene and kind of yeah, I can't I can't help but like that like just weird 
um, like, like kind of toxic, like masculine thing of writing the wrongs that have been done to you. And that just like sort of being able to rely on your friends for, for things like that, I think, I think it was cool. And then Will's relationship with his therapist, like, I think, yeah, it's just, it's just beautiful how like they, like you, I think you see like kind of the two sidedness of, of therapy there, or at least of their therapeutic relationship where, you know, Will can like draw out a lot of pain in, I forget the, the therapist's name, but, but through, you know, like talking about his, his wife who died and you, you see like how much that has hurt the therapist. And I think that like, rather than being unprofessional, actually brings something more out of Will. And uh, yeah, there's just like, just amazing, amazing scenes there. Like uh, when they're sitting on the bench and uh, the therapist is like talking about, yeah, how you could, like, I'm sure you could list me this and that, but like, you don't know what it's like to like, you know, like actually experience this thing. And then of course the like, um, like it's not your fault scene like yeah just just so many just like really oh and also when when will uh like like leaves um his girlfriend and is like yelling about how she doesn't like really want to know who he is like yeah just so many like really intense emotional scenes uh it just feels like very very like full of humanity and like human human struggle and also like connection and whatnot so yeah i i love that movie would I pretty much rewatch it anytime um yeah, it's definitely high on my list. Wow, okay, yeah. Definitely a good movie. Definitely Mini Driver is very attractive in that movie. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. Nice. Um, <laughs> what about the soundtrack in that? You like those Elliott Smith songs? Dude, honestly, I, I don't feel like I noticed the soundtrack much in that. Um, yeah, that would be interesting, actually, to rewatch it just with, with an eye on that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What's your what's your opinion? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. I don't think it connected with me quite on the same level mm. like personally or emotionally but obviously i appreciate it uh, for what it is and there's definitely some super powerful scenes like you mentioned the bench scene is really great yeah that's like the dvd cover I yeah think, or, or maybe i'm and then obviously i'm it's not your fault that's like a legendary yeah. classic oft memed yeah uh scene but it's very good um all the performances are good obviously robin obviously matt damon is good um yeah. oh and the, the professor the professor yeah Skarsgård, yeah he's super good and like his assistant like that whole dynamic is is incredible as well i don't even remember the assistant character well, but he's like he's like trying to be what will actually is like he, he wants to be like pushing forward math and like impressing the professor but he's just he just doesn't have that like sheer intelligence that that will does and so he just kind of has to stand by and watch this guy that doesn't even actually give a fuck just like like take over his professor's like mind and his affections um and just like fetch them coffee and shit yeah that's pretty good there's also a really good scene if i recall where matt damon is has like a uh, proof that he's like solved on a piece of paper oh and he's yes, like, yes yes he like burns it yes. and the professor is like what are you doing and yeah like, that was a pretty intense really good one yeah that's so, that's so amazing and, and when he yeah he's like he's like do you know how like easy this shit is for me like this is like a waste of my time and yet it's something that like the professor i think couldn't solve or like like didn't understand upon seeing it and then he's got that great line where he's, he's like there's only a handful of of people in the world who could like distinguish me and you but like we're so different or something along those lines which um oh yeah that's a yeah. good line yeah and i think that's actually like accurate like if you hear people talk about for example like john von neumann um like like a lot of the like greatest minds were around that guy and still people would say like like yeah he's just like a step above like anyone else i've ever met 
Damn, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, a little bit of a tangent, but are you familiar with Flowers for Algernon? Ooh, yeah, I think I read that in middle school, and I think I remember, like, really, really resonating with it. Yeah, I think they teach the short story. There's also a novel, and there's also a film adaptation mm. from, like, the 60s called Charlie, which is, it's not even, like, the greatest movie. The main performance is, like, really good. Okay, um, yeah, I'll add it to my list. I definitely, no, I feel like uh, just that story you would probably resonate with. Yeah. It sounds like you, you did. Yeah, it was, I thought it was super cool. Nice, dude, totally. So what do you think about the title, Goodwill Hunting? Because my friend, who also really likes that movie, is like, that title is so genius. Because mm. his name is Will Hunting, but like, uh. he wants to be like, good, but like, he's also like, goodwill hunting yeah so it's genius <laughs> oh yeah no I, I honestly don't even think i'd really thought about it, but it is the, is the idea that like it's like you're hunting for the goodwill among like the bad parts is that part i of guess it? Yeah. yeah like i don't think Ugh, it's that no, I don't, incredible I honestly, but honestly that just slightly diminished my appreciation of the film that, that like that's pretty <laughs> corny <laughs> that's so funny. if they named that character just to do that too then that's all the worst Matt Damon's character in Interstellar, his mm. name is Hugh Mann. <laughs> and it is the oh, most on-the-nose representation on, yeah. of, like, Ugh. he's supposed to be humanity. It's Ugh. so bad. Yikes. Yeah, I would at some point like to delve into also, like, the the role that, like, symbolism has in in film. Because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure how I think about that. Yeah, I'd be curious to get your thoughts. But, yeah, maybe another time. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let me go on to my uh, my third yeah. favorite movie. Now, this is where things get... There's definitely no order here. And I actually wrote down like 10 or maybe like 15. Mm. But to narrow it down to five is super hard. But one of my favorite movies of all time, this is another one that goes back to my childhood, is The Great Escape. Have you heard of mm. that film? I have. Actually, I think your brother just uh, recommended that to me recently. Yeah, that was one that we had. Um, dude, I remember so when like portable DVD players were a thing. Yeah, I would freaking carry that shit around and just watch The Great Escape. Like, on that's awesome. Wow. But that movie has an absolutely stacked, incredible cast. Like everybody, of course, remembers Steve McQueen, a great American actor. Mm. The, the, yeah, the cast is absolutely insane. Charles Bronson plays like a, an amazing character. The story is just insane. For some reason, it totally resonates me with me. Like, all of these men freaking in this POW camp. No women, obviously, is, like, a part of it. But all of their mental energy is basically bent on, like, escaping this camp. It's, mm. like, absolutely insane to imagine, like, being in that situation. Mm -hmm. And it's not even, like, the most intense thing. Obviously, like, there is life or death situations and, like, some really tense sequences. But... Dude, I don't even know. It's just so good. Everything about that movie is fucking insanely good. I mm. love the music. Uh, the story, fucking that shit will make me absolutely cry. Mm. Uh, everything about it is Let's good. See. No, that, yeah, that's cool. I, I like to, uh, yeah, like using, you know, men isolated from women as like a like a jumping off point for so I haven't actually seen the movie, but like I feel like that's, that's just a pretty rich thing. Because I, I think like, yeah, men around no women that that really that really does something to human psychology. I don't know if you've seen like the the banshees of Inisherin, but um, uh -uh. yeah, I, I would recommend it. It's actually it's really good. It's kind of surreal. Um, 
It's a yeah, it's a newer one, but it's like this island of uh, sort of like like boredom and misery because there and like largely because there's just no no women, and you kind of like just see like how how deeply that actually affects uh, like male psychology. Totally, that's almost like a secondary to obviously there's no women, but they're also like cut off from society. They're cut off mm. from like their own armies. They're cut off from like everything. It's literally just take all these guys and put them in a box and like mm. see what happens oh interesting. it's just like a crazy idea and obviously like there's characters who totally go stir crazy because they've been there for literally years mm. and like i can't spoil things but yeah. it totally that's yeah, a cool idea a, yeah i'll definitely have to watch that it's just like a, a fun adventure movie at the same time it's it's all of these different things at once to me so it's mm. not even probably considered a, a great movie even just hits me good hits me hard yeah that, i mean that's what counts at the end of the day so totally yeah um okay so yeah my yeah again not really in order here but uh yeah definitely gotta mention um godfather the uh godfather one in particular for me even though i know a lot of people prefer to but yeah this this movie um yeah i mean it's very it, it, i would say at this point it's not like square in the like um like the wheelhouse of of movies that i tend to enjoy i feel like now i've moved more in the sort of like surrealist or sort of like dreamy direction i think david lynch is is relatively responsible for that but the sheer compellingness of a lot of the characters and like the the connections between them i think is just amazing i mean i i do think it's a movie that you have to watch a few times to like full be because there's just so many characters and like so many things going on to like fully, uh, fully appreciate. But I, like, I love the juxtaposition of these like absolutely ruthless gangsters that will, you, you know, like without a blink of an eye authorize or like commit the, the murder of someone or like much worse who are also like clearly so connected to like their families. And, um, in some cases, the people that they work with, like, um, yeah, like the the scene uh, where Tom Hagen has to tell uh, uh, Vito Corleone that uh, that Sonny got shot. Um, yeah, that's just, it's just like so heartbreaking and like yeah, seeing Tom who uh, yeah, I mean is is like sort of a mastermind behind a lot of like the stuff that they do and a lot of the horrible stuff that they do, um, but who's like such a sort of straight edge. But like in that moment, he like he like has to drink basically, and and, and like Vito mentions that. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, like, so you've had your drink. Now, now tell me what you have to tell me. And yeah, of course, like Sonny is just an absolutely amazing character. And, yeah, just the, the variety that they have in the gangsters with like, yeah, you have people like Tom Hagen and uh, Michael Corleone and then um, and then Sonny, who are all, yeah, just very, very different and um, compelling in their own ways. Of course, Fredo, who I don't even think is like fair to put like among the other ones. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think just like a, a really fun movie to watch and um, yeah, and also just like the, the relationships and the different dynamics, I think they're just really uh, compelling. Totally. It's interesting how you say the first one too, because obviously like you mentioned, uh, the second one is usually held in higher regard. Yeah. Do you know why that is? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I know like specifically why, but mm. obviously filmmakers uh and critics on a whole uh just consider it to be yeah. the greater film i guess yeah i mean i definitely i love the godfather too for sure but yeah yeah for me it's just i like i don't know i've heard some people describe it as like more exciting and fast-paced but to me like godfather one is like way 
it is just way more like inherently enjoyable to watch and not yeah i'm not exactly sure why people seem to prefer two in general but um yeah i i definitely love both of them nice I mean, how many times have you seen that because i feel like i remember there being a phase where you were super yeah. into godfather yeah yeah i've watched i've watched the godfather a lot and i've made other people watch it with me a lot so i think the the first one i've probably seen maybe like five times um and then the second one maybe like three nice yeah that uh, that's pretty good yeah for me that's a, a lot i don't i don't usually rewatch movies a ton but like i think I feel like Mulholland Drive is going to be the one that, like, I actually... Or movies outside of Jack and Jill, I should say. But uh, I feel like Mulholland Drive is going is to be the one that, that I'm going to, like, watch, like, 50 times over my lifetime. Wow, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder if ever... I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I wonder if you'll, like, grow out of Mulholland Drive at some point. Like, maybe uh, in 30 years, it, like, doesn't hit you the same way. That, that makes me so sad. I don't even know why you would say that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to accept that at some point. Okay, are you ready for my? I think it's I'm my ready. fourth one. Yeah, this is I'm cheating here. This is a bit of a cheat. Did you but put I'm two? The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. If I had to pick one, if you're forcing me at gunpoint to pick one, I'd pick Return of the King. Okay. That movie. Uh, you've seen the trilogy, right? Yes. And what what do you think about it? Uh yeah, I liked it a lot. I've only I think seen it once um a few years ago but yeah i remember really yeah really enjoying it nice yeah i think uh at some point you'll have to watch it again maybe with me yeah because uh it's definitely some of the richest best adapted fantasy like of all time Mm. they absolutely hold up all the effects to this day it's honestly insane that Gollum was a, a CGI creation of like the late 90s mm. and literally holds yeah. up so well today. True, uh, yeah. It's absolutely crazy. So all of the effects are amazing. All of the acting, sets, uh, music is wonderful by Howard Shore. And the yeah. themes are so deep. Like if you're a Tolkien fan, I read the books too. Mm. They're great, very faithful in spirit and thematic uh, mm-hmm. adaptations so yeah i could not say enough good things about lord of the rings i'd freaking watch that you know a hundred times mm. there's some of the, the greatest films ever made for sure and it's insane that um they're so like it's like populist filmmaking at the same time yeah it's very true, true accessible while still being very having like a lot of thematic and lore depth yeah too. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, but I think the scene that that most that I most remember, at least, was um, when I, I, they're they're protecting some like little city, and then and I forget exactly like what the like background is, but they're p- protecting this place, and then they're just getting fucked uh, before Gandalf comes, um, and you don't know that he's gonna come and save them, basically. But then they like. Uh, basically they're all about to die and they like know that and they know that they're fucked, but they just like get on their horses and ride out to just like, like just like directly into the danger just to like try and kill as many of the fucking orcs as possible before they go down. And it's just, it's like pretty inspiring. I, um, yeah, really like that scene. Totally. There's a bunch of scenes like that where they're like giving epic speeches about like going into battle and shit. And you almost feel like there are things to life that 
modern society has like sucked out like i will not yeah, experience yeah, like totally. being a true freaking like going to freaking battle and like laying it on the line for like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. right and the truth and it totally brings out like something in the depths of you yeah, i swear 100%. that like is just not present in in our society yeah yeah and it's like in some ways it's good like it's yeah like i don't want to have to die at age 30 in like a war or something like that but it's also you can feel like the longing to have like that intense of meaning and like dedication to something i i had a similar feeling kind of well not not really because this isn't like fighting for something necessarily but like like I, there was a a brief phase where i was like really into the the titan not the movie the titanic but like the actual like historical event and reading about all the different parts of it and just like the way that some people composed themselves like uh like as they like went towards death was just like amazing i think that's just yeah that um the, like for example there was this one kind of rich guy he had like a like an like an assistant and uh yeah they basically realized they were fucked and they were gonna like freeze to death he like took his assistant and they like went into his room to like change into like suits and top hats so that they could quote go out as gentlemen like i thought like like that that kind of thing i think is just very yeah very um inspiring totally if uh i one fun fact about that that you probably know and i think is true is that as the titanic sank the band yeah just kept playing the whole time yeah 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 kept their composure in that sense as well yeah unfortunately i've heard conflicting accounts of like what is actually known about that but they were definitely playing at least at least until towards towards the end uh, I, I love that scene in the actual movie where they're playing near my god to thee or something like that i forget exactly the the, the song i don't but like, know I, I yeah i'm not even that familiar with the film okay yeah yeah but it's yeah that that scene is just like really really beautiful and um yeah yeah the idea of just sort of accepting uh your death and then like embracing it in in the way that you can i think is is amazing although somewhat contrary to my favorite poem uh do not go gentle into that good night which <laughs> does not advocate acceptance of death but but uh yeah that's that's probably for another day yeah rage dude rage <laughs> yeah, <is> the... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay what's your what's your next one okay let's see so okay so i want to say dunkirk for a kind of specific reason so wow um, okay that's a recent that's like the most recent one on this list maybe yeah yeah true and so it's i think it's going to be a little idiosyncratic um my reasoning but but so dunkirk i saw when it was in theaters i did as well okay yeah yeah and that like that movie um i feel like more than anything else that i had seen probably including like literal videos of war gave me like a, a felt sense or a partial felt sense of what it would actually be like to be in a battle and like a battle that like feel feels hopeless and like where you like really think you're going to die like the the scene uh, especially where they're like hearing the the bombers coming down um and they're just like laying there on the beach waiting for it like just like really really hit me while i was watching that or it, it sort of gave me like a deeper appreciation for what uh, like soldiers actually go through and how like horrible and terrifying that that is. And then at a broader level, just like showed me like how powerful I think cinema can be to to sort of create those empathetic uh, pathways and like actually be able to understand experiences that are like vastly different than anything that, that you've had. So, yeah, I feel like that's it's a little bit of an unfair um 
uh, choosing, but I think, uh, yeah, uh, that's that, that was like how, why Dunkirk really stood out to me. Yeah, that's perfectly valid. Is that your favorite Christopher Nolan movie, you'd say? Ooh, um, yeah, I think it's got to be, yeah. It's, it's very good. I, I like that movie for sure. I think uh, just in terms of pure enjoyment value, I love uh, Inception. Uh, yeah, also, Inception's incredible, yeah. Memento is a really great film. Nolan is, you know, has a lot of uh, good stuff. I haven't even seen Oppenheimer yet. I don't know if you have. Oh yeah, I have. That actually might have to go above Dunkirk for me for Nolan, Nolan films. Really, really. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure. They're neck and neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seeing one of those Nolan movies in the theater with the Hans Zimmer score freaking pounding on you, it's definitely experience. Are you ready for my fifth one? Yeah, let's hear it. I'm not even ready for my fifth one. I have so many here. How about I'm gonna give you a, a bunch of quick bursts. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. I love Annie Hall. That's one of Ooh, like in terms okay. of comedy yeah. movies. That's you know one of my tops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of Woody Allen movies. I mean, I've seen Manhattan. I love Sleeper. I love a ton of those. But Annie Hall holds a, a special place. Are in you my the heart. one that recommended Annie Hall to me? I would not doubt it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I just recently watched that. Like. Maybe six months ago, and like, I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, that makes me so happy to hear. Yeah, it's a hilarious movie, right? Yeah, it is. Really funny. Sixth Sense. I've seen mm. that movie maybe more than any other movie really? because I keep showing it to people. If people don't know, you know, how it all plays you out. You predicted definitely... it, too, before even starting the movie, I think. Wait, I don't what? know if you recall that, but I remember, um, yeah, I remember being at... Uh, you and Gabe's house and the sixth sense came up somehow and yeah you had basically said either maybe you were like 20 minutes in or something or it was either that or you had literally not even started the film but it just sort of heard some of the basics around it and then you like typed your prediction into your phone of like the big reveal I remember this distinctly. no way yeah no yeah, way. yeah yeah I remember this distinctly Gabe might remember that's, it too that's crazy but yeah. anyway the reveal is absolutely so insane yeah, the whole movie is is really well done. Uh, I like some other M Night movies, like Unbreakable is, is really quite good as well. But that one holds a special place in my heart. I love showing people that movie. Mm. Going on, there's this other kind of cult uh, British film, With Nail and I, which I've been oh yeah I've been harping on about recently. Yeah, but man, it's yeah. quickly become one of my favorite films. I've already seen it like five times this month uh damn amazing amazing film super funny super tragic great acting great screenplay really low budget though it's it's just awesome and i've heard a lot of especially actors it's about like two out of work actors so i heard like it's like will arnett's favorite film uh Mm. i heard paul rudd like say it was one of his favorite films so it definitely has even though it's not really super well known it definitely has a, a pretty far-reaching impact in certain spheres so i love that movie Mm -hmm. uh i love donnie darko okay yeah i have a whole other list if we're going like um animated films i love stop motion so i won't Mm. even get into those but there's too many to name but but those are are some of them okay that's a great fifth choice yeah what are your (laughs) you can give me a few since since i bombarded you no those those are great so okay black swan is super high for me i've still only watched it once but it like the one time i did watch it it just like blew my mind i thought it like yeah it was just amazing how well they captured the like sort of surreal descent into psychosis basically yeah i thought that was yeah just beautiful um let's see totally i, I just yeah. gotta say black swan's great love yeah. that sweet That's yeah a good pick um 
Uh, About Time is probably my favorite like romance movie, and also, I mean, I feel like that's that's a, not really doing it justice to just call it romance because like I particularly love the relationship between the dad and the son um, in that movie. I think that's honestly a more interesting relationship than him and uh, his his later wife. Um, but yeah, that's a okay. Well, I've never seen that movie. Um, Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm glad I didn't give too much away there. But yeah, I would I would strongly recommend it. Um, I kind of want to say, oh, Never Let Me Go, I'll say for like maybe the saddest movie I've ever seen. And also just what, what I kind of appreciate slash hate about it is that it's like the most uncompromisingly and unforgivingly sad movie I've probably ever seen. Like most sad movies, I think, often have either like a silver lining or like comedic relief at some points. Like, um, like three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri has some like really sad elements, obviously, but like also has, has like a lot of, uh, more positive elements. Whereas like, never let me go is just, it's just pure sadness. And you just have to like stare it in the fucking face, basically. Like that was a movie that like the, the day, the, the morning after I watched it the first time I woke up with like a sense of dread, um, just, just like at having that in my mind, like just, uh, just how, heartbreaking um and just like deeply upsetting and sad the the film is so yeah that was that was a big one for me and then one that i watched recently that i could see rising up if i rewatched it uh was the double life of veronica which is yeah that's maybe my most pretentious pick it's like a a french film but it feels like it feels very lynchy um and it's just it's got like incredibly beautiful cinematography and a lot of that, like, very cool sort of moody, um, surrealist uh, kind of stuff going on in it, like, similar to a lot of a lot of Lynch movies. So, yeah, I would definitely I would definitely recommend you watch it. And it has in of anything I've seen, I think it has some of the like coolest and like most compelling, like individual shots. Wow. OK, yeah, I definitely have to uh, give that a shot for sure. Yeah. High praise from Sean. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I don't end up going back on it or maybe hopefully i do if i grow enough in my movie appreciation yeah i hear you typing what is going on there (laughs) i was typing the double life of veronica because i was hoping that i had it downloaded so i could find my favorite like shot um it's it's while she's in like the the train and there's just super beautiful shot but i do not so dude good lists yeah there's a couple on yours i definitely need to check out and vice versa probably Mm. but uh yeah it's cool. It's interesting to see, you know, what uh, really connects with you, even if it's not necessarily like, you know, one of the all time greatest films yeah. or something like that. Obviously, that's not all of there is. Yeah, sure. totally. Totally. Yeah, I think you've got to. Yeah, you got to throw that kind of stuff in, too. And yeah, maybe we should have an episode that's just on like what we find are the most fun movies or like most, most just like sheerly enjoyable or something like that at some point. Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah, oh god. Dude, that's the the sad thing about Jack and Jill is like I didn't I didn't even enjoy that movie. It was like it was, it was like <laughs> uh it, my sister and I watched it. Like we just got into a habit somehow of watching it like every night at one point. Wait, when, no, you're joking. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. We watched it like probably, probably for like every night for like a week and a half or something <laughs> when when we were younger and and yeah, I don't know why and it was like just very it really was kind of self-destructive. It was like, 
a weird i feel like there's a yeah you have to distinguish between something being like reinforcing like making you want to do the thing again and like actually enjoyable and that was like the clearest example in my own life of something where it's like i had this like feeling to do it again but i but it was bad for me and i disliked <laughs> doing it like uh, yeah i i still it's still pretty inexplicable to me yeah oh, we'll have to do a full episode on yeah. just jack and jill and i'll make you rewatch it you know to, to oh, fresh god. You up. oh god that would hurt but i'm willing to do it for for the the, the viewers at home